Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Puinick, Rosalie, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Our in-studio intern, running things on the TV 10 side, Avery Newport. Just got a late late news. Uh, we've got somebody visiting the Panhandle today, visiting Martinsburg High School, as WVU head football coach Neil Brown confirmed, did visit Martinsburg High School today. And uh, they don't have any commits, so don't know what that means. Because I know Marshall, I, I know from seeing things on social media the last couple of days, uh, their coach has been visiting a lot of their commits in the Mountain State, and he's traveling today to, to visit some commits outside of the state. So I don't, I don't know what that means. Well, maybe uh, if Coach Neil Brown's tuning in right now, he could stop by and uh, explain what it means. <laughs> That's a long shot, but yes. You never know. I would presume he's at least offering some preferred walk-ons, if not a full ride, uh, to some players. And the one that makes the most sense would be Hudson Clement in terms of a WVU scholarship. Um, so we'll see. Um, I mean, it's definitely good news, if anything, right? I mean, that means he's showing some interest in a few Martinsburg players, if or at least one Martinsburg player. And uh, I know that those guys have been looking for more interest from teams around the Mound State, yeah. from the schools around the Mound State, in particular WVU. Yeah, it definitely would be something to uh, to see how that progresses. But I just saw that come through in the last five minutes or so, and did get it confirmed that he was in fact at Martinsburg High School today. Uh, so that's big. Uh, but now let's transition to some high school hoops action tonight here in the EPAC. Colin and Jim will be on the call as you heard the sports doctor returns tonight to some boys basketball action. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. A uh, big sectional matchup between Musselman and Jefferson. Got to call the uh, last time these two teams met. It was a low-scoring affair, but Jefferson still got the win. They're undefeated. And as we saw the last time they played against Martinsburg, they looked really good, arguably the best in the state, even though they're only ranked number two right now. And Musselman's kind of back and forth this week. They beat Washington like they're supposed to, but then they fell into Hampshire, so... It'll be interesting to see what they do tonight if they can uh, keep up with this high-powered offense that is the Jefferson Cougars. That game we saw at Musselman earlier in the season between these two teams, it was a really sloppy game, especially uh, early on and on the Musselman side of things. So it's going to be important you know, for the Appleman to have a better offensive night. They had a really good offensive night the other night against Hampshire, but uh, didn't play well on the defensive side. So you know, it'll be interesting to see how they play at Jefferson because it seems like when you go to Musselman, I don't know what it is, but something about that gym maybe or the atmosphere that makes teams get off their game. Um, it's a tough place to play, but now you're going on the road to Jefferson's house after Jefferson probably played its best game of the season against Martinsburg. Um, 
and they're hot right now, obviously sitting at nine and zero. It's going to be very tough for Musselman, but Musselman has the kind of team that can get you off your game if they're playing the way they're capable of, and they're coming off of a disappointing performance. So I think if a team's coming off of a disappointing performance like they had against Hampshire, they're going to be very motivated to come out and play tonight and prove that they can compete against Jefferson and probably knock off Jefferson is their goal, obviously, because if they can get a win tonight, that means that the section is now wide open. I think if they lose tonight, especially if it's by double digits, you're probably looking at Jefferson walking away with the section and maybe even walking away with the region. We haven't seen Spring Mills go up against them yet. But, uh, you know, so far, like we said, Jefferson's ranked number two in the state. It's very possible that they're the best team in the state. Um, So it's going to be a challenge, but it should be a good basketball game. Musselman always plays them tough, like Coach Lewis says. I mean, all – all, two of the three games were uh, very close last year. The other one was a double-digit loss, I believe. So, um, you know, Muslims been competitive. They've been a tough-nosed team. But uh, how will they do tonight, you know, will be a, a big challenge, I think, for both these teams and both teams out to prove something, I think, even Jefferson, even though they're coming off their best performance of the year. Yeah, and we're also aware of the uh, snow in the forecast right now. Hopefully it just stays to flurries. But if – for some unfortunate reason tonight's game is postponed we'll make sure to get it out there on the uh, airwaves and facebook just want to make sure that don't speak that into existence aware of that i'm hoping that it's not i'm really looking forward to this game it was a great game last time and again who doesn't want to get to watch this undefeated jefferson team they're the only undefeated team that uh i was able to find in quad a so quad four Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Redundant. I was like, <laughs> yeah, never mind. I, I All right, well, other t- how Spencer called it, and now I'm getting corrected. There is yeah, uh, another game in action in the EPAC tonight. That's Spring Mills at Washington. Uh, Spring Mills rolling right now. Tomorrow, though, have some intriguing out-of-region uh, matchups, but I do believe in Quad A. Uh, Preston visits Hedgesville tomorrow. Hedgesville got a win last night over Fort Hill of Maryland, I believe 53-46 is what we said. I think that's what you said, yeah. Uh, and that was the last, the final of two games that head coach Kelly Church was suspended for, I believe, after last Friday night's ejection at Musselman. So he'll be back in for that Preston game. And then University visits Spring Mills tomorrow. University quietly a good team in Quad A. Yeah, they get to hang around here because after that, their uh, opponent February 1st is uh, Musselman. Well, I so. would say they're not hanging around here. It's play on the schedule not actually gonna probably they might, stay in a hotel, they might say uh, forget school we'll for stay two days <laughs> and then we'll play some basketball well that happens tonight i did in fact go on twitter and i did see martinsburg high school uh football recruiting uh trying to get their players recruited did tweet out earlier today MHS was very fortunate to receive a visit from at Neil Brown WVU. Coach Brown was uh, complimentary of our players and program success. Today was definitely a step in the right direction towards recruiting our players. Coach Brown is a class act, and we are thankful for the visit. So So recruit the players that are there now. (laughs) We've got some updates here. Uh, If you heard the sports report from this morning, Christian Slack gets an offer. Uh, from Concord yesterday, um, among some other players getting offers. Let me go back here on Twitter because everything you know changes very quickly. So you could be wrong if you stay say something different. Hudson Clement gets an offer from the University of Finley uh, D two team. Nick, can you call their 
game versus Shepard in the playoffs? Yeah, I did. It was a good game. Uh, Shepard ended up pulling that one out. Pretty sure yeah. somebody close to uh, that Shepard program even tweeted underneath the uh, picture that he posted in the uh, Finley uniform of Tyson with the uh, whiteboard after that game that said ball game. <laughs> so I, th- I think Shepard wants to make sure that uh, Hudson stays close instead of going to Finley. I see it now. It's that's funny. Uh, that's funny. It's not the one on field. It's just like he's in the locker room just hanging out with it. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, Hudson getting an FCS offer from Moorhead State, um, that's got to be intriguing for him just because that looks like the first scholarship offer or at least partial offer, not a preferred walk-on offer, that he has uh, celebrated on his social media from a Division One school. Um that was five days ago, and then he's got he got the official offer from Shepard last week in a visit. Jacob Barrick also got an offer uh, from Shepard as well, and uh, Clement also holds an offer from Frostburg State as well as Concord, where uh, former Martinsburg head coach David Walker is their head coach. So a lot of players probably getting an offer from there. Uh, but you know, the when is National Signing Day? Because it's all changed. Question. I don't know. It's all changed with the uh, with the new December signing period. I think they've pushed it back again. Anybody know? Nick, do you know? Not certain. This Wednesday. National signing period. Our, there, our intern Avery Newport, what do you got? Wednesday, February 2nd. So next there week. There you go. So obviously a lot of things happening. Neil when Brown. the name comes out. Oh, that'll be a busy day. It'll be a busy day. Busy day. Stay tuned. We may have a surprise coming that day. Uh, Hopefully. We'll just going to tease that off the top there. Uh, but February 2nd, so obviously Coach Neil Brown may be trying to get, maybe trying to get at least a preferred walk-on offer to somebody. We don't know. We'll stay tuned to find out there. But uh, obviously a lot of things moving here in the next week or the next five days so we'll keep you updated on that uh whether it's on the sports reports or during the sports mix or on our social media pages uh we'll keep you updated on all of that but we've now hit the end of the first segment of the day brought to you this segment brought to you in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first parsons we'll be back in two minutes and uh talk uh we want to talk shepherd hoops next Shepherd Hoops, WVU Hoops next. Yeah, college. All right. We'll talk about that when we come back in two minutes. car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. When you are looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old World Jewelers for a new age. 
WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. It's the excitement of EPAC basketball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Fowler, four seconds, Blackwood's corner, three, good! Taken away by Gladney, over on the court, he'll lay that one up, and in. We got you covered all season long with over 50 games of high school boys and girls hoops. Crossover four, and it's hot! Bennett back in the face of all... Right here on your EPAC Sports Leader, WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Budnick, Virgilini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. Here in the Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia, 1221 here on this January 28th as we are ready to move the calendar to February. But before we do so, got a lot of action this weekend in sports. We'll start here with some college basketball action as the uh, WVU men's hoops team is in action tomorrow in the Big 12 SEC Challenge against Arkansas. Colin, I know you won't be watching that. Well, you might be tuned in a little bit here. I've got to make sure it stays on the radio. And that, too. You do that. I mean, that should. We're kind of over all that. Knock on wood. Had to knock on wood because you never know what happens, you know. Uh, but that game, uh, WV trying to get back on track after a bad couple of games. You're sure you didn't find a mouse over there when you knocked on wood? Stop. We're doing a show here, McLaughlin. I know. Just making sure. Checking out that you don't scream or anything. Get scared. All right. Uh, well, WVS, or WVU men's hoops in action tomorrow in the Big 12 SEC Challenge as West Virginia travels to Arkansas 2 p.m. contest. That is a 1 p.m. pregame show. Uh, I guess Gabe Asabalin? Asabalin? Gabe nope. Asabalin nope. is in action. Uh, nope. It's going to be a tough one. Off. Say it then. No, you muted me earlier. Yeah, I'm mad at you now. Because you're bringing up stuff that's not on-air stuff. Osa Boykin. Osa Boykin. Uh, but West Virginia probably on not favored in this contest as uh, Arkansas 15-5 and five overall, 5-3 and three in the SEC. So should be a good one there. It's going to be another L for the Mountaineers. That it will be. Probably. I hope not. I'm sick be. and tired of them losing. But, you know. How about your Marshall team? How how they've been doing? It's Nick and I's Marshall team. Actually, we don't own the team, so I don't think any. Yeah, nobody owns a college team. The college does. The president. It's not owning. It's the governor. Mm-hmm. All right, All right. Well, let's it's get serious too. here. Yeah, but um, you know they're not doing very well. Not doing very well, but it's, it's okay. a down year. They've had so many great years, and they just you know it's been a down year. They've been relevant. Ever since I got there in 2016, really 2014, when Dan D'Antoni took over. So you have got a bad year every once in a while. Yeah. But you can't have a bad year when you have a guy named Huggins as your coach that's supposedly this Hall of Fame type coach. 
Well, you trying to say that he's not? <laughs> no, is I'm that, just saying. Is that what you're trying to say over there? I'm just saying you can't have bad seasons because everybody's going to start hating you. I mean, they are, what, 13 and 6? What are they, It's somewhat debatable about Huggins. I mean, doesn't have any national championships. Yeah, true. Only has one Final Four. He is, what, top five? Well, if you Maybe coach forever, eventually you're going to get a lot of wins, right? N- not really. I mean, hypothetically. If you keep coaching and you keep racking up wins at schools, you're going to eventually get to 900. Eventually, yeah, you will. Even if you don't win in the postseason. That is very true. Nick Nick is right on that. But, I mean, look, he's a good coach. I'm not going to take that much away from him. But in terms of the Mountaineers, they've struggled against good opponents. I really don't know what to say about them other than the win against But the Big 12 is uh, by far the toughest conference in the nation. Maybe it's overrated. We'll see how they fare against the Yeah, maybe it is overrated. I don't know. They were showing the strength of schedules left for the NCAA, and all the teams in the top nine were Big 12 teams. So, Yeah, yeah I mean, enough. it is what it is. Uh, but now let's transition to something local that Nick and I will be calling, and we'll have uh, Avery, our intern, on the sidelines. He called that the game on Wednesday. So we'll get his input here a little bit uh, during this little preview segment. But Shepard Hoops in action tomorrow. Doubleheader women's at 1 p.m., men's at 3 p.m., hosting Lock Haven. Uh, we'll start with the women's game. Uh, they come in pretty hot after some good wins, putting, was it three in a row now, four in a row? I think it's... I think it's two in a row, actually, because they lost to Kutztown last Saturday. It is two in a row. You're right. So, but they it, won on it Monday. is in fact now four of their last five they have won. Yeah. Yep. There it is. Uh, after the eighty to seventy victory on Wednesday, uh, should be a good one tomorrow. But uh, looking at this Lockhaven team for the women's, they are eight and nine overall, five and eight in the PSAC. Um, let me pull up. They not have a PDF stats here. Let me look at the PDF stats because that's a little bit better. Uh, they give up fifty nine points a game, and they only score fifty seven point eight points a game. So it's pretty close. They're minus one point four. Uh, they shoot thirty five percent from the field, twenty four point seven from beyond the arc, sixty four percent from the charity stripe. So uh, nothing impressive. Yeah, nothing not impressive compared to the Shepherd women's team who are one of the best, if not the best, shooting team in the PSAC this year. So, yeah, definitely have to shoot the ball pretty well if you want to beat Shepard. Um, but again, Shepard's had some kind of up-and-down games the last couple of weeks. Again, I mentioned the the game against Kutztown, which was... Um, which Put was not... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> which was... <laughs> uh, I forgot I was talking for a second. Um, which was... Not their finest game, certainly. They only put up 47 points the whole game. They shot around 30% from the field, less than 20% from three, if I remember correctly. So not a good game at all offensively for them. Um, So, yeah, shooters are definitely going to have to shoot well, uh, as they have done most of the year. But, again, they've had a couple of games where they've kind of fallen off a bit. So this Lockhaven team is really not all that great. Um, Their women's team, I believe, is seventh. In the division standings right now, let me... They're sixth, I'm sorry. They're sixth in the division currently. So they're really not in contention at this point. Um, Shepard, of course, is second. So they, they're, you know, they're, they're fighting for playoff positioning here with this win. So very important game for them. You know, they'll have the home crowd behind them at the Butcher Center. So 
that should help him out a bit. So I, I think, you know, as long as Shepard shoots the ball well and they continue to play good defense, they should have a, a pretty easy win. And it'll be a Saturday, so there probably will be some more people in attendance. Sure. Not yeah, a Wednesday a night, of you know, people got classes, studying, could yeah. have a test tomorrow, you know. Yep. So uh, that should be a good one. Now over to the men. Well, actually, before we do so, uh, let's talk. So the scoring margin for Shepard is they are plus 10.5 in scoring. Uh, they shoot 45.5%. They shoot 45.5% from beyond the arc, or over from the field, 33.1% from beyond the arc, 80.8% from the charity stripe. And when you can shoot 80.8% from the charity stripe, you know, you're making 8-plus out of 10, and that's how you win ball games late in games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Rams the Rams men's team is, has had their up well, and Well, we're down. talking about women. Oh, we're talking about women still? Yeah, I said before we hit it, let's look over at their uh, at the stats because I talked about the stats for Lockhaven, so I was going right. to give the stats for uh, for the women's team over at Shepherd. So, well, yeah, but, I, was pr- I was busy producing. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> uh, but eight out of you know basically eight, almost nine out of ten is going to win you ball games when you can go almost ninety percent from the charity stripe. Those free shots. Yeah. Yeah, and they hit a lot of them down the stretch, too, which was, was really important for them. Because, again, that game on Monday night against East Stroudsburg was a lot closer than it should have been, especially having that big lead at halftime. And it was the free throws that they hit in the fourth quarter that really kind of put that game on ice and, and you know kept them at a good distance from, from ESU for the rest of the game. So free throws are important. They're going to have to keep hitting them. Um, even if this Lockhaven team isn't one of the best teams in the division, you still have to hit your free throws. And that'll help them out, given that they have Marley McLaughlin, Abby Beam, and some of the best shooters in the conference this year. Um, that that should really continue to be a weapon for them going forward. Definitely should. Now we'll transition to the Shepherd men's team. There you go. 3 p.m. contest. Again, that'll be on TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, Nick and I will have the call. Avery will be on the sidelines interviewing the coaches at half and at the end of the games. Uh, so that game, that men's game, 3 p.m. tomorrow. Shepherd men coming into the contest, seven and nine overall, three and seven in the conference, four and four at home, trying to get a win after losing 77 to 61 on Wednesday against East Stroudsburg, and uh, you know their opponent coming in. Uh, six and eleven overall, three and ten in conference, two and seven on the road. Uh, they average the Lockhaven averages seventy two point five points a game while giving up seventy seven point four. Shoot forty four, forty three percent from the field, thirty two from three, seventy four point six from the charity stripe. And uh, looking at the Shepherd men's team, let me make sure I have that up before I say it. Um, their stats wise um they only they score 66 a game while giving up 65 uh they make 24 percent of their shots from the field um 31 from three and 72.6 from the cherry sharp so a pretty well matched game on the men's side when you look at it kind of evenly matched yeah, yeah, and they're evenly matched in the standings as well. Shepard is currently sixth in the PSAC East. Lockhaven is seventh. So neither of these teams really have any realistic shot at a at a um, postseason run at this point. They're really just fighting for uh, positioning in the division. But 
Should still be a good game. Again, two very very evenly matched teams. The Rams are missing Daniel McLean Corley on offense still. So one of their biggest scoring weapons. Uh, I don't think will be available tomorrow. I'm still not completely sure about that. But they're going to have to rely on Kyle Daggett again. Daggett's had three straight 20-plus point games. He's been their most effective offensive weapon from the field. And he's also a great rebounder. He's had a couple of good passing games as well. So he's really molding into an all-around player. And Cam Stevens has had a tremendous year already. He's had a couple of games where he's flirted with a triple-double. So those two guys are really going to have to play well. Again, on Wednesday night against ESU, neither of them shot very well from three, which really hurt the Rams down the stretch. And that's what took a close game and made it into a blowout by by the end of the game. So they have to shoot well. Daggett's going to have to score in the post get offensive rebounds in the paint, and that's what they're going to have to do if they want to kind of improve their standings in the division a little bit. You got anything, Nick? No. I was just asking if you had anything. You'll be calling the game tomorrow play-by-play-wise. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it should be a good game. Uh, Yeah, a chance. I I still think Shepard has a little bit of a chance to make a run if if they could get healthy, but, um, you know, it's a big if, and obviously – PSAC has been a uh, tough conference this year, and they'll continue to go up against some uh, tough teams. So it, it's not easy to get wins um, on any given night on the women's side of things. While it looks like Shepard should win that game relatively easily, easily, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it still could be tough. I mean, we've seen Shepard struggle plenty of times, even at home with just silly turnovers and stuff like that. So if they get into those habits again, um, that could allow Lockhaven to stick around. And uh, on the men's side, it's, like we said, a pretty even matchup, so it should be a competitive ballgame. And really the men's team has been competitive all year. the point that I was going to make for the women's side. It's these turnovers that they just make that are too costly at times for them, and they need to just find smarter passes keep it simple honestly for the most part and hopefully doing that it'll uh, make sure that those turnovers are limited and they get that easy win that they're expected to tomorrow men's side I don't know it's been an inconsistent year for them I feel like they're still going to be competitive but because of the inconsistency you can never really say are they actually going to win or are they going to lose that is that's a that, very that's true statement. Basically, Sean. the definition of inconsistency is what I did. So, not much analysis, but <laughs> it works for sports, radio. Is that the sports doctor's official uh, diagnosis of the game tomorrow? Nah, I think I was diagnosing that I'm a fraud and just was defining a word. I don't know. <laughs> you know, Colin, you At least can never honest, Colin. Yeah. really say that any team is going to win or lose. because That is true. That's why you play the game. That's why you play the game. That's why you tune in tomorrow. We're all hitting this table. We need to I have not touched out the table. I haven't touched it. All right. Well, that does it for this segment Spencer. of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Rossini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family-owned and operated, located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back after this two-minute break. We'll get into uh, some NBA uh, news and uh, talk a little Wizards maybe and NBA All-Star starters release. We'll get into that after this two-minute break. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. 
We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WB Medicine Berkeley Medical Center recently became the first hospital in West Virginia to acquire advanced seizure monitoring. This high-tech system is being used at the intensive care unit at Berkeley Medical Center to monitor brain activity of critically ill or injured patients at high risk of experiencing non-convulsive seizures. With the rapid response EEG, Berkeley Medical Center clinicians have access to the most advanced diagnostic information, allowing them to make informed treatment decisions quickly. WBU Medicine, leading healthcare here and everywhere. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Brunick, Rosalini, Carl McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side, our intern. What, have we had you here now for a, I guess, six days, seven days? Six, I think. I think it's six. Six days? Sure. There yeah. you go. Six days in, and we've got a few more months. Yeah, had a little COVID break there for, for a week, but back in action. Oh, we're now. back. We're back. That's all that matters. That's right. All right, now let's get into some NBA things going on. Uh, the NBA has announced the All-Star starters. Uh, you guys were talking about this before the show while I was doing some other stuff. Uh, what? Uh, where are the All-Star? Like, who are the All-Star starters? There you go. It's your guys' kind of thing. I'm letting you guys take the wheel over here. Well, I think the most controversial one was Andrew Wiggins being a starter. Technically out of the West, but really won't matter because they'll have the draft uh lebron was obviously picked um, when is lebron not picked i think once in his career out of, out of his total time playing in the nba um so you know that that was expected and he's obviously had a good year again uh i'll have to pull out the i got it graphic oh you got a call That's yeah cool. lebron curry morant the Joker, and uh, Wiggins for the West, or Team LeBron, whichever it is now for the well, NBA All-Stars. So the starters will all go into a pool, and then Okay, so LeBron still. then is going to pick from that? Yeah, LeBron will be Because he's captain. one of the captains. And, um, and then the other side, the East starters, are uh, Durant, 
DeRozan, Trey Young, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. Yeah, so not a whole lot of surprises in the Eastern Conference. I think DeRozan might be a little bit of a surprise, but he's had a great year at the Bulls. No Jason Tatum. He had like a couple of No Bradley Beal? I mean, I'm not surprised. Bradley Beal's Beal's been down this year. He's also been out on COVID like so many times, so he hasn't really able to get into a rhythm. Tatum, I know, had some COVID issues um, and and also was struggling at times. He's been very streaky this year. I think they'll both have a chance at bench roles. Um, But, uh, you know, I I think the big one is Wiggins making it, and that was a fan vote helping a lot for Andrew Wiggins because he only averages like 18 points a game. He's not an all-star. And I, I was very surprised by that choice, um, especially as a starter. And it is what it is. I, I don't get too angry about it because the All-Star game is for the fans. But also, it goes down as a career achievement that you made the All-Star game. And he really didn't deserve it. He hasn't really played at an All-Star level. I mean, he's the third best player on Golden State when everybody's healthy, Maybe. Or at least in terms of scoring, and he he's not an all star. Like that, he shouldn't be a starter, and he shouldn't be on the team. Um, so that was pretty surprising to me, and I think that's the big takeaway. John Morant, uh, first time NBA All Star, gets to be a starter as well. Uh, one of the most entertaining, or on one of the most entertaining team teams in the league. He's pushed them; they pushed themselves into third in the West, being Memphis. Uh, what do you think about John Morant making it as a starter for the first time? I was a little surprised that he was starting, but I think when you consider some of the guards in the West that normally would probably have that spot next to Curry, uh, you got to look at Damian Lillard, who's had a down year. He's had a lot of injuries, and Portland's not playing very well, so that makes sense that he's not starting. So Morant being the starting guard next to Curry, I, I think it makes some sense. I mean, obviously he's made Memphis play at an extremely high level that probably nobody really expected uh, this quickly into his career for him to get them to that point. So, you know, I, I think he's worthy of it. Um, and, and John Morant's, you know, really fun player to watch. So I think that also has a lot to do with it. How do you not have anybody from the Phoenix Suns? That's the number enough. one seed and That's there's no point. Booker or CP3? Again, it's a fan vote for the I, most part. Fans are stupid. Fans are probably leaning toward Morant as a I feel like we knew that more favorable player. Um, CP three, you know, he's and having Booker's his average in twenty five. Yeah, I mean, look, it's. I think they both could have a good chance to make it out of the West. I was surprised Luca. Luca should have obviously taken Wiggins' spot yeah. if he's a forward this year. If he's a guard, that's also something to consider i'm not certain what they have luca listed as but he would make sense to be in one of those spots um but we'll see kind of i guess who ends up taking these bench spots that will then you'd have to look at the real snubs i mean if you're a snub as a starter it's not that big of a deal but if you're a snub from the team it's pretty disappointing it is pretty disappointing uh just kind of disappointing was bradley bill finishing 11th in Eastern Conference guard voting. Uh, Wizards back in action tomorrow night, 8 p.m. We'll join that broadcast uh, right about 8 p.m. against the Grizzlies, trying to get back in the win column. Uh, it's been been well over a week since we're, about, I guess, about a week. Is it about a week? Uh, it's been 
since the 17th since they've got a win. So they're in need of much need of a win. Yeah, it's kind of been a uh, dumpster As fire face week for those the Grizzlies. Wizards. They'll face those Grizzlies on Wednesday. The Grizzlies coming off of uh, a 118-110 victory over the Spurs on Wednesday, and they're playing tonight. So they'll play a back-to-back Wizards off tonight. So that may help the Wizards. Maybe. Nick used to be so emphatic talking about the Wizards, and now they've just hit this lull streak. They've sucked this week. They really haven't been very good since their early start, and they're just they're just an average team at best. So, what's there to really be excited about with the Washington Wizards? What's to be excited about about the Washington Capitals either? Well, at least the Capitals, you know, come playoff, they'll have a chance come playoff time. Because they're back in action tonight. And they have one of the best players in the league. The Wizards have Bradley Beal. One of the best players of all time. Okay. Um, One ring. Uh, But. You don't even like hockey. (laughs) Just saying. If I said we're all going to a hockey game, you'd be like, or I've got tickets to a hockey game, you'd be like, "Um, I don't know if I want to go. Probably. Yeah. All right, well, they're back in action tonight. We'll have that right after the high school game. We'll join that in progress. That game t- or drops the puck around 9 p.m., so uh, it'll be close. It'll be pretty close to start time, uh, but they're facing the Dallas Stars. They're actually facing former uh, their former goaltender in Braden Holpe, who helped win the Stanley Cup. He's starting in net tonight. Uh, Dallas Stars 22-16-2, Caps 23-12-9. Um, obviously, the Caps need to get back in the wind column as well. Got a tough one coming up next week, of first night of a back-to-back as on Tuesday and Wednesday as they'll face the Penguins, but they need this win tonight against the Stars. Yeah, this month has been uh, very bad, to say the least, and keep it PG for uh, the Capitals. They need to figure it out if they want to stay afloat and seem competitive come postseason i know there's still a lot of games left well and they've you're in fourth pretty solidly in the metro but and you're not going to the olympics so you don't have to worry about guys getting you know that olympic fatigue because that has happened when they come back from the olympics they like just are not good for the first couple weeks because they're playing so many games in that short amount of time i would have loved to see that i mean i would have loved to see that to be honest because i would love to see Okay, Colin. I would love to see uh, you know guys like Ovechkin and and uh, Backstrom playing for their their respective uh, countries. You know, the American hero and TJ Oshie, but he's hurt, so I don't even know if he's gonna be, he would have played. He is the American hero, though. That's one of the best shots of all time. Uh, but Caps trying to get back in the win column tonight. Uh, when is the All Star game? I got to double next check. Week. It's not next week. The fifth for the NHL. Yeah. It is? Skills competitions, I believe the third I saw. All-Star Games, the fifth. Well, I guess we'll have to have, uh, we'll have, to have a Capitals reporter on Okay. next week. As well as we'll have the was the NBA All-Star Game next week as well? No, we went over this. It's the week after the Super Bowl. That's what it is. So it's the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th. Yeah, I'm remembering things these days, Colin. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, have, uh, we'll talk a little Caps next week, hopefully. Uh, with the, one of the NBC Sports Washington reporters. But next week could be a very busy week, so I don't know. 
<laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but we've reached the end of this segment, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back. Uh, we'll talk uh, NFC Conference Championship games this week, as well as a uh, team hires a new DC, right, Nick? Yes. A team that Nick likes hired a new DC. That's next when we return in two minutes on the Sports Mix. Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. This is Matt Miller. Along with my wife, Dale. As homeowners, we've been through the mortgage process several times, and each time we went to Mark and Cheryl Savitt at the Mortgage Center. They treat you like family with personal one-on-one service, walking with you through the process from application to settlement. Plus, low interest rates and closing costs. The Mortgage Center is on Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Phone 304-267-9040. Or online at mortgagefinancing.com. NMLS number 237527, equal housing lender. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81, exit 5 at Inwood, offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your January 28th segment, sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices, which are located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. It is conference championship weekend in the NFL. Uh, well, I guess Sunday, because they're not there's no there's not enough teams to go two days, so they're going back to Sunday. Uh Chiefs hosting the Bengals. That is a 3 p.m. contest. Let's get into a little preview of that one. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs are highly favored in this ball game, uh, just because they're the Chiefs. They have a seven, they're a seven-point favorite in this ball game of over under 54 and a half. Uh, that is Sunday, 3 p.m. CBS. You can also tune in here 
on Talk Radio WRNR from Westwood One with the NFL today beginning at 2 p.m. Uh, what do you guys think about this game? Do you think this is going to be an easy win for the Chiefs, or do you think the Bengals can actually make this a game? I think exactly uh, that kind of. I have um, the Chiefs winning because I predicted them to win the Super Bowl, for those of you that remember when we started this off. But I think the Bengals can stay competitive. This team's very good, a young, talented group. I've always liked Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase and him have arguably probably the greatest chemistry in the league right now. You've seen him throw for over 500 yards twice they got mix in the best running back right now in the league it feels like too so i think it can stay Wait, competitive best running back in the league what i mean Derek henry, henry didn't healthy. die did he maybe did he MVP, wasn't healthy and you know he kind of just lost to the Bengals. yeah because he wasn't healthy but yeah he the best running That's back why still you in put the mixing league. above him right now He's healthier. Whatever you say, he's healthier. I don't agree I mean, with Jonathan you, but whatever Taylor had you say. an MVP type season. Like they you, choked. Well, but that's not his fault, though. It's the team's fault. He's I mean, I, I don't think you can like compare running back success based on. It, it doesn't matter playoffs, really, but, but since we were talking about the game, but I disagree with that. I got the I, Chiefs winning, I highly disagree with that statement. I think the Bengals well. can keep it to the field goal game. I don't know. You can't win. A, you can't win many games if you're getting sacked nine times a game. That offensive line. Yeah, that's true, mm, but kind of questionable. I'll say this: I, the Bengals, I have to say, Jamar Chase, great talent. Joe Burrow is going to be in the playoffs for a bunch of years. Here, he's going to be. It's going to be. You're going to see him how facing do you feel off. About that. I don't know. I mean, that's just Joe Burrow. I don't like Burrow. But it's the Bengals, too. <laughs> the other day, the day, they're the Cincinnati the Bengals. The Bengals are the Bengals. Look, the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the regular <laughs> season, right? 34-31. So they have a chance based on that. But this is at Arrowhead. This is playoffs. This is Pat Mahomes. Do you see what, they're, what they did at their practice? They're feeding in, like, the loudest noise possible because they practice. What apparently, they practice does. at their – well, they practice at their stadium because Cincinnati, the only – uh, well, I think the only team that doesn't have a like a bubble or anything or a practice facility, they practice at their stadium. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Bengals have played well this postseason. I'll give Burrow credit for what he's done. Um, you know, lifting this organization to the AFC Championship in just his second year. It's very impressive. But I think when you're going on the road to Arrowhead, your offensive line has been bad this whole time, this whole season. But they've made up for that with their skill position players. Um, and their talent. The Chiefs don't have a very threatening defense, so I'm not really no, concerned yeah. about Burrow getting sacked a ton, but I do think he'll be under a lot of pressure uh, in this game, and trying to keep pace the Kansas City offense is what's going to, I think, hurt the Bengals. While the Bengals have a high-powered offense, I don't think they keep pace in this type of game in the playoffs at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, so I like the Chiefs to win this. But, again, I've been wrong all postseason, so it'll probably be the Bengals since I don't know anything about the NFL apparently. Mm-hmm. I already said. I said Chiefs, but it's going to be close. I all right. believe that the Bengals can make this a entertaining game. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably pick Kansas City too. Again, I mean, they've been in the AFC Championship four game four years in a row right now. Like They should have won all four. Yeah, they should have. D4 if didn't they, jump off sides. Yeah. yeah. Or if they were given the ball in overtime. It's also but true. That was <laughs> yeah. not the case. But yeah, no, I'll pick Kansas City again. They have the experience. They've won a Super Bowl over the last couple of years. 
They didn't play well in the Super Bowl last year, but it, it's Pat Mahomes. I mean, you, you can't pick against them. The Bengals have had a great postseason run so far, but it's the magic carpet ride. They're young. And, yeah, you They're know. young. They'll be back. Uh, now the other conference championship game, the NFC conference championship game, 6.30 on the TV side on Fox. You can also hear that on Talk Radio WRNR from Westwood 1, 6.30 kickoff. Uh, the kind of an underwhelming game. You got Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers against Matt Stafford and the Rams. L.A. Rams favored by three and a half. Forty-five and a half is the over/under. I don't know. It's hard because you got two powerful guys on offense: Debo Samuel for uh, for the 49ers and Cooper Cup for the Rams. I think this is going to be a very well matched game. And again, another matchup of former Washington assistants. Making it in the playoffs, doing things as Mike Shanahan uh, for the 49ers. And Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, that's what I meant. Sorry, I was watching something about Mike Shanahan the other day. And and Sean McVay for the Rams. This is going to be an intriguing matchup. Rams only getting the favored by three and a half. Debo Samuel can completely take over the game when you see him play running back. Yeah, and San Francisco, the two times that they met this season since their divisional opponents were the winners. So... It'll be intriguing to see. I have the Rams winning it, if I have to pick one, because I trust them more. The skill players that they have with Cup, OBJ, Akers. I like Stafford right now. He's doing a great job. And we'll we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun one. I think both of these ones are teams that, out of the four, all deserve to be in this the way that they've been playing. San Francisco got hot at the right time that's why they're there the rams were a dark horse that's why they're there and you never know but i'm going with the rams i i don't know if the 49ers got hot they kind of got lucky against green bay in a lot of ways they didn't do much offensively but throughout this season they've gotten hot at the right yeah. time they're I mean, on a win streak the, right now the final game of the regular season against the rams to get into the playoffs um but I just think L.A. is playing at a different level. They'll be at home for this game. Uh, so then they'll be at home for the Super Bowl. Yeah, if, if they were to win. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't that be crazy that, you know, we two years hadn't seen that the entire NFL history be twice in a row? Yeah, and it looks like there's a good chance that happens. Um, but, you know, Jimmy G, for a lot of his career, he's been overly criticized, but now he's kind of getting overhyped. Like, people are like, oh, man, he's going to take the 49ers back to the Super Bowl. And it's like... He really didn't do much against Green Bay. He really didn't play that well, but they found a way to win despite that. Um, but I'm going to go with the Rams. I think Stafford's playing at a high level right now, and I know I've been critical of Stafford for his past failures, but um, you know he's on a very good team with a high-powered offense, so give me the L.A. Rams. But I think it's close. I think San Francisco's defense is good enough to keep it close, and their run game's good enough as well. So... I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers pulled off another upset, but I, I am going to go with the Rams. I've got the Rams as well. Avery, who you got? I'll take the Rams, too. I mean, yeah. you know, the 49ers, if you look at the game last week against Green Bay, they won that game with their special teams, right? They had the block punt that they were – or yeah, the block punt that they had for a touchdown. Like, you can't rely on your special teams to win you games every week, you know. And that, like what Nick was saying, that kind of played into the luck they had. So you can't rely on that against a good team like the Rams. I've got L.A. to, to go to the Super Bowl. All right, one bit of information we didn't get to. Mike McDonald uh, returns to Baltimore Ravens as defensive coordinator. Uh he was at U of M, Michigan, so he goes for back to another Harbaugh brother. Uh, Nick, what are your quick thoughts on this? 
Well, I like this. McDonald originally was an intern in 2014. He's worked his way up. Uh, congratulations to him. And also, I wasn't a huge fan of Wink Mortendale toward the end there. <laughs> he blitzed too much. All right. Situations. That does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tune in tonight uh, for some EPAC basketball. 7 p.m. Johnny's Express Tip-Off Show tomorrow. We'll be back at Shepard for Shepard Hoops Action 1230 uh, pregame show and a 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. tip-off. That does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Ferzlini, I'm Spencer Pui saying so long. We'll be back on the Sports Mix Monday to break down conference weekend. Yeah.